Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 450 for Tuesday, the 3rd of May, 2016. Nice to see you. I'm Robbie. Please help me welcome Shelly Silva. Hi. Uh, Shelly, what's going on tonight? We've got a, an amazing jam-packed show. We are focusing on cellular services. What do you got for me? Well, we're going to have, um, we're talking about cellular service, like you said. First, we're going to learn about burner phones. I'm not sure what that is yet. Um, from our CEO. Use it and toss it. Is that the, the one that disposes? It's like the whole concept of just having a disposable phone, so to speak, or a service that is anonymous or uh, private. Mm. No contracts, no companies spying on you. Mm-hmm. I'm all ears. A company bringing disposable and private short-term prepaid cellular services to users look just like you. Very cool. Also, as we are looking at cellular service, tonight we are going to unlock that LTE modem that has been giving us grief ever since we needed to switch away from Bell. We're going to switch it over to Rogers tonight, so stick around. We're going to learn how to unlock that device. All right, let's see what's coming up from the newsroom. Here's Jeff. Thanks so much, guys. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Tor and VPN users will be the target of government hacks under a new spying rule. And rather than encouraging its citizens to look up from their smartphones, a city in Germany has installed traffic signals into the sidewalk to notify texters when it's unsafe to cross. And a man just smashed the world record for jet-powered hoverboard. And a small animal took down CERN's $7 billion large Hadron Collider. And lastly, Microsoft, in the news again, has purchased millions of strands of DNA to explore whether it should be used to store data. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie. Hi, I'm Shelly. Shelly, tonight we are looking at cellular service. I see you've got a whole whack load of stuff here. This is kind of cool. We have Amir Abulhos... Abel Hosen, pardon me, uh, joining us tonight. Amir, he's smiling at me. It's happened before. It's happened before, hasn't it? Welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Amir is, uh, now I'm going to let you talk about uh, your company, what you do. Uh, basically, Atono Networks, or Atono Networks, uh, offers um, a, a disposable SIM card that is basically, imagine being able to go in, you go into a store, you buy a... Um, no. No, quite the opposite. I'm thinking about gift cards, how you buy a gift card, and then you can use it. You've got Visa and MasterCard right. gift cards, so that it's, it's like it's a MasterCard, but nobody really knows who's using it and how it works. Think of that in terms of a SIM card for your cell phone, so that if you're traveling around, all of a sudden you've got this SIM card that you can throw in. Amir, could you uh, tell us a little bit about your company and what it is that you guys do? Well, uh, Atano is a wireless service provider, and we build a lot of innovative products that are designed for different types of wireless customers. So, uh, ZipSim is is one of our uh, one of our products, which does uh, short term disposable wireless service. Uh, we have a uh, product that's been used by Canadians for um, about four years now, called Row Mobility. Um, we have another brand in the U.S. called Crew Mobile, which is uh, designed for um, uh, it's a prepaid service for for families in the U.S. on a budget. And we actually also even have a service on the uh, innovative Apple SIM platform, uh, which is available on iPads today, and that's called Always Online. 
Cool. So how does, how does um, say, Zipsim, which is one that we're very excited about for our American uh, viewers as well as people traveling to the United States, uh, it gives you the ability to basically, if I follow the, the service correctly, it, it's basically a disposable mm-hmm. SIM card. So how does that how does that work for me without needing to set up contracts or anything like that? Well, it, it's it's really a lot how you describe buying a prepaid uh, uh, Visa or uh, Mastercard gift card when you go inside the store. And and the whole idea behind it was that you know secular service does actually doesn't require um, in in the U.S. doesn't require you to give all your information. You don't have to hand, go in there and uh, either run a a credit check or provide uh, some kind of form of ID or anything else on that basis. It should be the ability you can grab a uh, grab a SIM card, pop it in your phone, and use it. Uh, you can come back to our website and reload it, or you can simply throw it away when you're done. But the idea was we we wanted to create a service for for Americans and for people traveling into the U.S. that just needed something that was very easy to access uh, and had no commitments. Uh, the setup was absolutely painless, so you never have to visit a website, make a phone call, go into a store, and uh, you can decide what you want to do with it afterwards. Like I, you could toss it, uh, toss a SIM card out of your phone and get a new Zip SIM down the road, or you can go into our website and, and reload it with some more airtime on it. You can actually but, refill it. Okay. Yeah. So who who is this really for? Because I think about um, people who are perhaps in, let's say, for example, a witness protection program or or something like that, or people who need um, anonymity. But then there's also just the traveler. So um, is this for me, the guy who is uh, who's just using my phone day in day out, kind of thing, or who who do you see as kind of the target customer? Well, I mean, we've got a, a, a very wide range of customers uh, from domestic users in the U.S. to, to international travelers. And uh, the international travelers are really quite easy. We, we sell the service around the world. It comes uh, prepackaged. You can buy 7, 14, 21, or 30-day plans. Um, in fact, I think we used to sell a three-day service at one point. But the the idea there is that, uh, you know, you... You know when you're arriving, you pop it into your phone, uh, you enter a five-digit zip if you want a local phone number if you're staying in a particular area for a while, and when you're done with it, you simply throw it away before you head back home. For for users in the U.S. or for American uh, for American customers, there there is a wide range of um, uh, a wide range of uses. Uh, we have everyone from uh, large corporations buying it that they need to mobilize a workforce and they need you know secondary handsets. Uh, it's very popular within the U.S. military for for various reasons. Uh, a lot of tech companies use our service as well too when they're testing devices because they need to test it with a brand new SIM card for oh. whatever reason. Yep. So they don't have to. Uh, it, the, the setup is, is quick and instantaneous. And then we have you know different categories where uh, somebody is looking at uh, you know uh, the, in the in the leaving a correctional facility. And, uh, you know, it's very hard for them to probably get cellular service. They may not have proper ID or anything Hmm. else. They can just walk in the store and pay cash and get the service set up and going for them. Um, And then there's people that really barely use a cell phone, but when they're away from home for a week at a time, um, they will, uh, you know, they need that connectivity with them. Uh, but they could be somebody that works from home primarily or was, or has always got some kind of access to Wi-Fi. Very cool. So it makes, it, makes me think, could this be something that, uh, say, I could donate to homeless shelters or something like that to give yeah. people um, just, you know, here's, here's your phone and Internet service for the next 30 days? 
Yeah, we, we've had we've had situations where we had a uh, we remember a, a, a university out of Florida actually purchased a, a large volume of them. Uh, they to package them with emergency phones. So the idea there is if there was some kind of emergency and uh, people couldn't get access and uh, that they needed uh, something really quick. For for a homeless shelter, it's exactly the same type of idea that. Um, you know, there's there's about a billion uh, old uh, unlocked phones that are that are probably floating around in the U.S. at some time. So, the fact that uh, if somebody has an opportunity and they're turning their life around and they need uh, they need service where they uh, they're getting job interviews or they're looking for work or they need a family to get a hold of them, then this is the perfect type of this is the perfect type of setup for them. It really it really should be the way that cellular should be because a lot of times when we're getting our information for cellular, it's being used by the wireless provider to basically remarket information back over to us or, or collect customer information that's really not required. Right. So this is a way for us not only to become more anonymous, but uh, not it's almost to avoid being kind of tracked and we're we're all very security conscious i think these days and uh and so the thought of companies keeping track of our information and and you know your phone has an an imei code integrated into it that personally identifies that phone or, or uniquely identifies that phone so is this really the the ideal solution so you've got the the seven I see a seven and fourteen day, and we've got thirty day service as well. If I buy this today, um, is, does it start working right away? Do I lose time if I don't activate it right away, or how does that work? No, it, it's where the where the product itself became quite well known in the U.S. Uh, telecom industry was the fact it was the first self activating SIM card in the U.S. So, uh, the minute you receive the physical SIM card. Uh, it doesn't. It de- the service doesn't start until you actually put it into your phone. And um, there's two options. You can enter a five-digit local zip code, and that will determine a local phone number that will be delivered to you in about a minute. Or if you don't, um, about five minutes later, we'll actually uh, give you a default phone number. But it doesn't start until it actually goes inside your phone and you power up the phone, and, and that's when the service. Okay. Actually- All right. That's yep. perfect. So uh, how? How do I go about getting my hands on this if I'm traveling to the States, for example, or maybe you live in the States and you want to get access to something that is um, like ZipSim, able to be just kind of temporary uh, access to your cell phone? So uh, there, there's about uh, three or four different options. Um, online is probably one of the more popular options that people uh, buy the service, and they actually buy you know probably two or three of them at a time. And, and the reason they do that is they can reuse them months later if they know they're going to revisit at some point, and mm-hmm. they don't want to have to think about uh, getting another one. Uh, we do have a link to on our website uh, for local retailers where you can find the service as well. And uh, and, and the last one is um, there's uh, there's a multitude of uh, of dealers that are online that you can um, that you can find that are some of their quite that are quite quite close or they're selling to other local retailers to find the product. It's not a it's a quite an easy product to find and, and to to get delivered to you relatively quickly when you want it. Very good. We'll also provide links for you in the uh, in the com- uh, in the description below. Uh, what does this cost me to be able to set up something that's so um, flexible as ZipSim? Well, I mean, the service starts uh, for a uh, seven-day plan. It starts at twenty-five dollars, and that includes the uh, that includes the SIM card, includes all the taxes that are already all built into it, and your full week of service with unlimited talk text. And it's got the data component as well in it as well too. And then the price just goes up from there. Um, 
uh, up until $55 for a full month of service. So relatively competitive towards a, uh, from a monthly basis to a regular uh, U.S. Uh, full cell phone service plan. But um, again, the, the what's unusual about our product and the way we price it is that it gives you, the SIM card is already included. The In the U.S., you pay telecom taxes if you're purchasing it locally. Um, and then um, and, uh, and the service is already all built into one single price. So again, very, very simple. Uh, if you're buying one week of service um, with the price that's on the website, $25 includes everything inside of it. Oh, that's excellent. What kind of, uh, what kind of data can I get um, with ZipSim? We do uh, we do 4G LTE data, uh, data um, across the U.S. Um, on our partner network, and um, and uh, and then after that, we uh, once you use up your allotment, we'll we'll make sure you're not disconnected, and we uh, we throttle it down for you. Oh, that's brilliant! Oh, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Okay, yep. thinking about the security aspect of it, um, is there anything about um, your products and thinking about ZipSim and the other uh, product lines that you have across, like for Canada and the U.S., um, is there anything about them that make them more secure than the next best thing, or is it really about the anonymity of it, of just being able to activate a SIM card and really there's no setting up accounts or providing personal information? Well, the an- anonymity about it is actually the biggest driving factor. So we do um, we do even give you the chance to dynamically change your phone number just by resending in the text message again, and you can get a new uh, a new phone number based on a new zip code as well. Too, um, we don't collect. Uh, uh, data outside of the uh, legal requirements that we have to, uh, according to U.S. telecom laws, um, that we have to make available to to law enforcement if if an actual request comes in with a with a warrant. Uh, but we don't actually um, collect it. We don't you we don't in the sense that we don't reutilize it. We don't use it for any internal purposes at all. It, it, and um, the way that our service is set up, it, there is a um, uh, there is a level of, of security around that as well too. So it, it's not our uh, it, it's it, it's simply not part of our our mandate or. Um, um, or our style to be to be using that type of service on that basis, but we do try to make sure that we're fully compliant with the law, but at the same time, um, try to offer the maximum level of privacy and anonymity that that a lot of our customers enjoy. Very cool. Uh, this is Category Five Technology TV, and we are talking to Amir, who is from Atano Networks uh, or Atano, and uh, in particular, we're excited about the Zip SIM, which is a uh, basically an anonymous. Uh, SIM card for your phone. Uh, it works in pretty much any unlocked smartphone or cell phone. Um, it has a standard SIM, micro SIM, and nano SIM. Just as you know, it's pretty uh, practical these days. You just kind of pop it out to fit your phone. Uh, Amir, where is this service available? We're really talking about Zip SIM because this is the the you know the real bleeding edge um, being introduced to the uh, the United States. Where else is service available? Where can I pick up um, this type of product from your company? Well, I, um, you find it, uh, it it is a U.S. product that operates uh, on a U- exclusively right now on a U.S. wireless network. Um, we do have services that do provide service around uh, the world. We do have a, a global LTE product, that's, uh, but that, that product is exclusive on Apple SIM. But ZipSIM itself is very much it's a, a U.S.-only uh, product right now. So, it, And I know it is available in quite a few airports across the U.S. too when you're arriving. But the website will give you that information. And we do offer worldwide shipping. So... Um, 
uh, we do have facilities that can get the order out to customers around the world when they're visiting. Uh, but in the U.S., um, usually within a few days, you'll by placing your order, you'll get uh, you'll get it, uh, you'll have it made available to you. I think also one of the more popular destinations is Las Vegas. Uh, not not surprisingly, but um, uh, Marshall Retail Group or MRG. Um, it's uh, you'll find them in most of the casinos, most of the airports actually carry the product as well too, and it's quite a popular spot for uh, for our customers to be buying Zipsum. Very good. Now, just to put it out there, is there ever is there a plan at all to expand into European markets or uh, introduce the product uh, other than just in the United States? Well, we do have a similar product up in Canada called uh, under our Roam Mobility brand, which basically uh, once you purchase the SIM card, you simply uh, it comes preloaded with the uh, the uh, talk, text, and data component already inside of it. But that one does unfortunately require a website to activate it simply because of the um, the limitations around our, our network uh, network setup in the in Canada. I see. But um, but it is it is a bit similar in the sense that it is a uh, it is a short term disposable service as well too. Um, and we we are looking at expanding that brand and taking it more into a global type of a setup. And so, um, you know, a lot of our, uh, if, you, if you go to uh, ZipSim um, or even Roam Mobility or any of our other brands and you sign up for any of our newsletters, you'll actually get an update on our products that we're continually launching. Cool. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Amir, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us about ZipSim and, and uh, the great service that you're providing. Uh, where can we find out, uh, just to, to put it out there again, uh, what is the website address that we should be visiting to find out more about ZipSim? Uh, ZipSim US. So uh, Z-I-P or Z-I-P, SIM, S-I-M, dot U-S. And that will take you to uh, the uh, uh, our, our main uh, product page. And uh, from there, you can learn everything you need about the product and talk to a customer service representative if you've got more questions. Very good. Thanks a lot, Amir. Okay. Thanks for having me. Very cool service. Uh, you need to check this out. Zip SIM. And uh, really uh, an interesting um, idea, really well packaged and, and available to you if you're traveling to the United States. I think that this is uh, definitely a great way to, uh, to uh, be able to continue using your cell phone, but uh, using a local service. Um, well, thanks again, Amir. This is Thank Category you. 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Hi, I'm Shelly. Shelly, nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Robbie. You are becoming quite the little star. <laughs> No. You were on New Every Day on Friday. I saw you on New Every Day. Yeah. NewEveryday.tv. Well. Yeah. Yeah. With you're uh, here James. on you're here on Category 5 Technology TV. It's been a full week. <laughs> and then this coming Friday, back on New Every Day again. Just bouncing around. Yeah. Like a butterfly. You're keeping busy? Yep. What's new? Life. Life's always throwing surprises at you. Eh? Yeah. Oh boy. What a night we've had, folks. I appreciate Amir coming on the on the show on short notice, and you know we're we're really excited about his products. Oh yeah, definitely gonna use it. Up until about fifteen minutes before the show, we still had no internet, and that is partially because we have been going through the whole process of when we got hit with that ice storm here in yes. Barrie. Yeah. it was a bad one, and our internet service, which is LTE, just stopped given us reliable internet we'd have no internet one week then better internet the next and then the following week it was again no internet and uh how that works for wireless i don't know 
So we borrowed we borrowed a Rogers SIM card from uh, from a friend, a fan of the show, yeah. and uh, I put it in my BlackBerry and fired it up, and we're able to get on the internet that way. So we've never missed a show after four hundred and fifty weeks. Four hundred and fifty weeks, folks. It's a long time. But uh, but that's not a perfect solution. Tethering a BlackBerry to a laptop and then tethering the laptop to the router and then using that's the router to share our well, it's it's worked. It worked great. Surprise, okay. surprise. But tonight we are going to get rid of that connection, nice. and we are going to uh, connect uh, through our uh, our MBR fifteen sixteen. That's a Netgear LTE modem slash router. So it's basically it's like a cell phone service router. Think of it that way. So we get LTE service on a router. Okay. That then shares that over Ethernet. That's interesting. That's going to be our internet uh, as of tonight. Um, so that we, when I went to install the uh, the service for Rogers in the modem in the router, mm-hmm. it wouldn't take because it's locked to Bell. Bell being another provider here in in Ontario, yeah. and uh, so that just wouldn't work. So tonight we're going to learn how to unlock that device. Um, so you want to stick around for that, Shelley. Should we head over to the newsroom? We should. Jeff, how's it going? It's Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016, and here are the stories we're covering from my backyard in beautiful Barrie. Tor and VPN users could be the target of government hacks under a new spying rule. Rather than encouraging its citizens to look up from their smartphones, a city in Germany has installed traffic signals into the sidewalk to notify texters when it's unsafe to cross. And a man just smashed the world record for a jet-powered hoverboard. A small animal has taken down uh, CERN's $7 billion large Hadron Collider. And Microsoft has purchased millions of strands of DNA to explore whether it should be used to store data. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Robbie Ferguson, and I love being a Vimeo Pro member. As a web broadcaster, I need an affordable video hosting platform that's as flexible as me. A pro membership lets you upload up to 20 gigabytes of HD video each and every week with no additional bandwidth restrictions. That means if you produce a show that uses even up to 20 gigabytes of storage, your limit resets itself the following week, so you can do another 20 gigabytes. And keep doing that week after week. Now, Category 5, with all of our shows, use roughly 10 gigabytes per week. From there, Vimeo automatically generates all the files that you need to provision your RSS feeds, Roku channel, website media player, or even video downloads in multiple bit rates, with no limits on your bandwidth usage or how many people can access your files. What's best? The price is astonishingly affordable. And for a limited time, friends of the Category5.tv network will receive a whopping 25% off the annual price. All you have to do is go through our link, cat5.tv slash Vimeo, and sign up today for your 25% discount. To top it off, you get 30 days to try it risk-free. If you're not happy with Vimeo Pro, you pay nothing. The deal is only for a very limited time. Go to cat5.tv slash Vimeo. I'm Jeff Wesson, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom in my backyard in beautiful Barry. The innocuous-sounding Rule 41 of the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure could soon grant power to judges across the U.S. to issue search warrants for law enforcement to remotely access devices that are using privacy tools. 
The Federal Rules of, of Criminal Procedure, what a wonderful name, sets the rules for criminal prosecutions, and this change would see a sweeping expansion of law enforcement's ability to engage in remote surveillance to gather uh, evidence with zero public debate on its new powers. The Electronic Frontiers Foundation, otherwise known as EFF, says the Tor and VPN users, as well as people who reject location tracking by apps on their smartphone, could all be targeted for remote access, seizure, or copying of data. The new rule, which has just left the Supreme Court and is headed to Congress, could also end up targeting people who have been a victim of malware as it seeks to find the source of potentially harmful botnets. According to the EFF, Malicious users may be able to hijack the malware that the government uses to infiltrate botnets because the government often doesn't design its malware securely. Government access to the computers of botnets victims also raises serious privacy concerns as a wide range of sensitive, unrelated personal data could be accessed during the investigation. This dangerous expansion of powers is not something to be granted without public debate on the topic. Uh, EFS also warns that the change could also affect people outside the U.S., so they should be equally concerned. Congress has until December 1st to strike down the amendment to the federal rules of criminal uh, procedure. Otherwise, it's going to come into full force across the federal court system. This one bugs me. I mean, we've seen all the stuff with Snowden and Anonymous and all these kind of things that have been uh, released about government access to our information. But if you're going to put something in like this in place, you need to have some public oversight. You need to have some public consultation. Just sliding this one through uh, doesn't sit well with me. Now, another tech story that doesn't sit well with me, and I can't believe I just said that on tech show, but anyway, you'll get it. Texting in Augsburg, Germany just got a whole lot safer. Following a March accident in which a 15-year-old girl got hit by a train while looking at her phone, city officials decided recently to install traffic lights, yes you heard me, traffic lights directly into the sidewalk. Now pedestrians don't have to look up to check for oncoming cars, they can see a strip of flashing red lights on the ground and immediately know to stop. City spokeswoman Stephanie Lerman says it creates a whole new level of attention. The downside? Well it seems like a valid concern uh, that's catering to people's dangerous habits might only reinforce those behaviors. Is it really that difficult to look up from your phone? Honestly, like phones are not that important. And this just seems like a waste of government money. It just, Gah. anyway. Now onto a cool tech story. Frankie Zapata, the French jet ski champion who invented the flyboard air, has set a new Guinness world record for the furthest hoverboard flight. Zapata achieved this feat Saturday morning off the coast of Susset Il Pins. If you're from Southern France, I duly apologize for that botchery of the way that I said that. Uh, he was flying his flyboard air hoverboard for a distance of more than 2,252 meters. That's almost 7,500 feet. That far surpasses the previous record of 275.9 meters, which is 905 feet and 2 inches, which was set last year by Canadian inventor Catlin Alexandru Duru. Zapata gained worldwide attention online earlier this month after videos of himself riding the flyboard air went viral. Now, some doubted whether the footage was real or simply just a marketing gimmick. His company, Zapata Racing, has developed a wide range of water-propelled devices, including the original flyboard, which connects to a personal uh, watercraft turbine with a long hose. Now, the flyboard air, by contrast, uses independent propulsion units to fly hose-free for up to 10 minutes. The device can reach a maximum height of 10,000 feet with a maximum speed of 150 kilometers per hour. That's 93 miles an hour. 
Zapata's system is still very new, and Saturday's record-setting ride comes just two months after Flyboard Air's first successful run, and he told reporters that prior to the flight, he'd only spent a total of about two hours flying it. The inventor has acknowledged that it's not the kind of thing that people can just pick up and learn, but he says that the company's already begun working on a smaller, more consumer-friendly version that riders could fly while seated. Now, this is a cool story. I, I think it's totally neat we have something like this, but if you're 10,500 feet in the air, and you're going 150 kilometers an hour, what's gonna happen if you lose control? There needs to be some pretty good safety mechanisms or like some onboard gyroscope that corrects whatever's happening so that uh, you know we can't screw that one up. <sighs> Still very cool, I want one. Does anybody want to make a massive donation so that we can test one out on the show? Because I would, I would very much like to be a part of that show. Uh, Rob, start working on Robbie. Start working on some sponsors. All right. <laughs> okay. A small animal has sabotaged the world's most powerful scientific instrument, the Large Hadron Collider, which is a 17-mile superconducting machine designed to smash protons together at close to the speed of light. Went offline Friday overnight. Uh, engineers investigating the mishap found that a charred remain of a furry creature uh, that had gnawed through the power cable. CERN is the organization that runs the $7 billion particle collider in Switzerland. Their head of press, Arnaud Marceler, says, We had electrical problems, you think? And we're pretty sure that it was caused by a small animal. Really? There have been previous incidents, including one in 2009 where a bird is believed to have dropped a baguette onto critical electrical systems. In 2006, raccoons conducted a coordinated attack on a particle accelerator in Illinois. It's unclear whether the animals were trying to stop humanity from unlocking the secrets of the universe. Uh, we're gonna get a press release from the squirrels later. <laughs> Repairs are gonna take a few days, but getting the machine fully ready to, uh, to smash might take another week or two. An official briefing document from CERN indicates that the creature may have been a marten. The, your future computer may store its data on DNA. Microsoft is, ex is exploring the oldest living thing in the world as a way of storing information and avoiding a forthcoming data apocalypse. It hopes that using the highly efficient and long-lasting molecule will allow it to keep pace with the growth of data, a problem that otherwise might lead to the loss of data. The amount of data in the world roughly doubles each year, but it's becoming harder and harder to actually store all of it. Now Microsoft has bought millions of strands of molecules, which is how the body of every living thing stores information about itself to see if the astounding data properties can be harnessed for storing other kinds of information as well. DNA can fit almost 1 billion terabytes of data into just one gram. That makes it far more efficient than any other known form of computer storage and also manages to last for a very long time. Experts suggest that storing data in DNA would allow it to last for 2,000 years or more, making it far more long-lasting than traditional data storage. Microsoft says that the initial trials of the technology have seen all of the data stored on it retrieved. Doug uh, Carmen, the Microsoft partner who worked with on the technology, says, We're still years away from commercially viable product, but our early tests with Twist demonstrate that it, in the future we'll be able to substantially increase the density and durability of data storage. Big thanks this week to Rachel Zhu and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story that you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston.
This is Category 5 Technology TV. Shelly, how does he do it? A week goes by. He's got this gorgeous beard. <laughs> I I can just, like, Jack. this is all I got, buddy. This has taken me six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Hey, well, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Nice to see you. Hi, I'm Shelly. Nice to be back. Good to see you again. Sun's out. Guns out. Yeah, it's like, it's almost spring. It's only eight degrees out there, but... You know, it's what a laugh. generally sunny skies. Uh, hey, it is time to show Category 5 TV some love. We got hit with some really sour bills over the past couple of months. And uh, our, our ad revenue, we try not to bombard you with too much advertising and stuff like that. Uh, truth is, our ad revenue has not helped us to get to the, mm. the place that we need to be. Um, you see, if you go to cap5.tv slash Patreon, we've got a goal there of $250 per episode. That's what it costs to run Category 5 Technology TV, uh, I believe it is. Uh, we have not come anywhere close to hitting that target, but if we can get there, then we're smooth sailing. And then I don't have to be stressed about it, and the bills will be paid on time, and everything will be fantastic and hunky-dory, because we do this for free for you, and uh, we love doing this. Uh, I love doing this, uh, and I love spending time with you week after week. And on top of Category 5 Technology TV, there are other shows that we produce, and we mentioned that you were on New Every Day last week, and again, coming up uh, on Friday of this week, uh, we've got uh, several other shows that we're working on developing, and it all does cost money, and because we do it for free, uh, your contributions make more of a difference than you think. Shelly, did you know that if just 1,000 people, which is a, mm. it's a large number, I understand, but you are one of those 1,000 people. Mm. If you're not already contributing through Patreon, think about this. If you and 999 other people were to give just 25 cents per episode, mm. that's it. 25 cents per episode. All of our bills would be covered. We'd be, we'd be flying on smooth sailing. And that's all it would take. So look, look at your own situation and say, hey, can I do 25 cents an episode? Uh, maybe you, ha you can do more than that. And you look at those numbers and you say, okay, currently they're sitting at $34 mm. per episode. And it costs them $250 per episode to do the show. Maybe I can give a little bit more until those numbers come up. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you could do more than that. And then once we approach that, then bring it down to $0.25 cents if you want or however it works. However you want to contribute, um, we really American. appreciate. Uh, I believe it's American. Um, it's Patreon. Patreon is American dollars, I believe. Okay. Um, they do kind of all that. So I, I'm pretty sure. But um, You'll, you'll see right there at cap5.tv slash Patreon, and uh, the links are below as well. So thank you to those of you who have thank been supporting you. us. Uh, it, it makes a huge difference. We're not there yet, but what, what you have contributed so far has been helping to kind of help move us along, and, and we're getting there. Um, ideally, I want to see uh, this thing carry itself, and that's mm -hmm. that's going to be an amazing time when when it does, because uh, because the bills were high over the past couple of months, and it's it's tough mm -hmm. to do a free show and continue doing it for free, and that's how we always want to do it. So, thank you to those of you who have been contributing, and please consider doing the same. Okay. Enough about that. Uh, tonight, we are taking care of our internet service yeah. once and for all. Once and for all. You've got a BlackBerry hanging out of the side of your laptop there. I do. You see that? I, yeah. I know you can't see that at home. Would you like it? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> she pulls it and everything goes down. 
that's what's holding us together. Yeah. So what happens is, is that BlackBerry has a Rogers SIM in it. Uh, right. We and it's going in through USB and it's set to USB tethered mode. And then through Ethernet, it is sharing the internet connection out to our Oops. LTE modem here as a WAN connection. So it thinks that it's a, like, internet connection from from rogers or something and then it goes out from there to all of our computers and that's fine because the cell phone the blackberry is unlocked so it will take any sim great however (laughs) plugging in the same sim and directly into the router which is the ideal situation is not going to work because it's locked so let's get into it tonight uh it was purchased as a bell locked device so if you have bell mobility it would work out of the box, throw the SIM in there, and it'll work. However, the Bell service wasn't doing us well, and we don't want to have to replace all the hardware. Uh-uh. We don't want to have to get on to some crazy contract in order to get new hardware. Why would we want to do that? The hardware is just great. Let's take a quick look at how we do it here at Category 5 Technology TV. We're in Studio D, and we have to go with this wireless internet because they're just we're in this um, industrial plaza uh, on the south end of Barrie uh, in Ontario, Canada, and it's very industrial. And I was surprised after we moved in to find out that there is no internet service out here. And I think that is because it's industrial. And a lot of the companies in here use basic internet. They use uh, email and that's about it. Uh, Occasional surfing. But they don't need the kind of bandwidth that it takes to broadcast a show. So there's never been a pull to bring fiber optics down here or anything like that. So we have an MBR 1516 modem, which is LTE. And from that modem, it has a... uh, a little cable coming out of it. And that cable runs along our floor and leads to a little antenna in the front foyer. That antenna, it's called a Yagi antenna. I'll give you a good shot of it here. That is basically what it looks like. And within that housing is a, uh, a Yagi antenna. And that's pointed out our front window there in our, uh, in our foyer. And I'm adjusting the, white, uh, the exposure there. You can see the, the tower just across the road. So we're actually sending the signal across the road to that tower. Mm-hmm. And that is our internet connection. And that's the best that we can possibly do here at, at the Category 5 studio. And it's good, mm-hmm. but uh, it hasn't been working for us because the modem is locked to the Bell service. And we're not going with Bell any longer. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right into it. First of all, uh, we've got our Rogers SIM, and uh, we've been talking a lot about SIM cards today, but basically it's the chip in your phone that allows you to have phone service with any provider. So before it was a Bell SIM, and it had carried Bell service, and so it worked. Then we went and got a Rogers SIM, and it won't take it. So, uh, so we'll plug that into the, to the router here, um, and you'll see that it's a micro SIM. It's actually a nano SIM inside of its own built-in micro SIM adapter, uh, but that's not going to fit into our router. So what I need to do is actually use a micro SIM adapter, and these are available uh, relatively cheap, and you can get these, you know, uh, you can get it through our Amazon links or whatever. And what it does is it converts the uh, micro SIM into a, a standard SIM, which is what this particular modem, the MBR1516 from Netgear, what it takes. So you just snap it in there, and the tape on the back holds it in place. And uh, you'll notice that there is um, a, a little bit of a notch. See that notch on my thumb? Here, I'll, I'll give you a better view. Um, first of all, before we install this, we need to turn off the power. Key thing, because uh, SIM cards are not hot swappable, and I'll remove the power cable just in case, just so that there's no 
power. Uh, but see the notch in this uh, in the sim that basically uh, tells us the direction in, in which to install this in the modem. So it goes into the sim port there, and uh, just like it'll only go in one way, so you don't need to force it. Just like an SD card, you just kind of push it in there and it snaps into place and you're good to go. So now reconnect the power and uh, fire the modem back up. You'll see the lights come back on and uh, it's booting up and good to go. It's as simple as that. Um, so now we need to um, get a look at um, the device itself. We've got the SIM installed. Uh, we're going to bring up our web browser connection to the, the modem and you'll see that there is no internet connection right now no internet yet and as i mentioned that's because this is a bell locked modem so if we go into the advanced tab here we're going to see the connection status over on the right hand side here where it says there's no ip address and there's no internet connection click on connection status and you'll see specifically the modem is uh, a modem unlock code is required and that means we need to basically get out of that um, it's locked to bell why do they do that? Lock you into contracts. Maybe it was originally a contracted modem, so you had to have a three-year contract in order to buy the modem. Mm -hmm. That's quite common. Um, so they lock it to their own service so that somebody can't do, go in, yeah. get the modem, breach the contract, and then switch providers. But then here you are, you know, this is one that we purchased secondhand to replace an old defective one, and we're still locked into Bell. So it's not a good situation. It doesn't work. So fortunately for us, there are service providers out there who provide unlock codes. Beauty. So you need to, and now this is neat because you can do this on your cell phone. Mm -hmm. If your phone itself, you use an iPhone, I use a BlackBerry. If it's locked to a certain provider, you can unlock that as well through the same kind of methods as we're going to use tonight. But this time we're going to do it with a, a modem, a router, which is an interesting kind of spin on it because I don't have a screen, yeah. right? I can't punch in the code to get my IMEI code. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, but basically I've got a Netgear MBR1516. We are going to remove from the Bell Network and switch over to, uh, to Rogers tonight. So we're going to bring up our web browser in order to order an unlock code. We're going to head on over to cellcorner.com. And over there, I'm just going to bring up my screen so that you can see what I'm looking at. So here's cellcorner.com. Uh, you mentioned, Shelly, that you're using an iPhone. See the search up at the top here? So let's just see if your iPhone could actually be unlocked from your current provider. Uh, who is your provider? Uh, Rogers. You're with Rogers right now? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's an iPhone what version? Six. So we go iPhone 6. And there's probably going to be a lot of providers that come up there. We've got, there's one for Verizon iPhone unlock code. Let's see if I can, let's hone in on it a little bit more and say iPhone 6 Rogers and say we want to unlock. And this website is called cellcorner.com. Here we go. So we've got an unlock code for an iPhone 5, iPhone 4, iPhone 3. 3G, wow. 3G going way back. Um, do they have the iPhone 6? Is that brand new? Yeah. It's brand new. So it's a coming. Uh, let's look at my BlackBerry, yep. which was a Rogers device, BlackBerry Z10, which is a little more aged than your iPhone 6. Let's see what comes up. Someone dropped mine in the lake. So they dropped yours in the lake? 
Well, that's no good. Here you go. Unlock code for Rogers Blackberry Z10. So all that to just kind of show you uh, that it, it, take your phone, head on over to cellcorner.com. It doesn't have to be an MBR 1516 like we're doing tonight. Mm-hmm. Punch in your phone, punch in your provider, and see if you can unlock this phone. If you unlock your phone, you can do things like pay as you go. You can start using ZipSim, and with ZipSim.us, you can now get a disposable SIM card that you can just throw in and, and use your phone uh, while you visit the United States or while you travel around. Um, so there are so many different things uh, that are of benefit to you if um, if you unlock your phone. Uh-huh. But let's do it on uh, on our device here. So let's jump back over to my screen. Here we go. And I'm going to go MBR fifteen sixteen, and that is on Bell. Let's see what comes up. There we go. Whole bunch, right? Um, so it shows you the price. Uh, it, there are a variety of different ones. $35, $35 and $29.80. I'm not sure what the difference is as far as, oh, that's an HTC One. That's what it is. So there's a different product there. It's showing me because of the Bell search. But here's my Netgear uh, MBR1516. So I just click on the Bell logo, and that's going to take me to that particular device. So this is the Turbo Hub router, and we're going to unlock it by code. Uh, we only have one of them to unlock, so we just need to leave the quantity at one. Um, and it is a couple dollars cheaper than, uh, than it was a couple weeks ago, so that's kind of a bonus for us. Let's scroll down, and uh, we need the IMEI number. Well, what on earth is that? Want to take a stab at it? Oh, she looks at her notes. I must be near something. No, it's the International Mobile Equipment Identity. It's very close. It's like a 15 or 17 digit number that uh, uniquely identifies each and every cell phone or cellular device in general. Mm-hmm. So it can be used for things like tracking or uh, providers cutting off your service. If you don't pay your bill, they can shut off the IMEI, uh, oh. that kind of thing. Right? I guess. Right. I guess, but it's also used uh, because it personal uh, because it uniquely identifies our router or your phone. It can be used to unlock it mm. and generate an unlock code. So this is not a fully autonomous uh, process. When we place our order, um, we're going to then go through the process of somebody is actually going to have to then reach out to Bell and they have connections and they have the ability to make the, to obtain those codes from Bell. Oh. Right? Um, so it's not instantaneous, but let's take a look at how I'm going to get this off of my modem because when I log into my modem, there's no, there's no IMEI code. I can't, like I said, I don't have a screen. So it's not like your cell phone where you punch in pound zero six pound. You want to try it? Try it on your phone. Type pound zero six pound and dial. And it, yeah, like the hash (laughs) thing. And that will actually give you your IMEI code. I don't have that ability with an MBR 1516 because it doesn't have a screen so instead we're going to just head back over to our modem here and if you flip it over you're going to see a series of stickers and there's the serial number and so on and then there's the imei code and that code just jot it down or unplug the modem and take it over to your computer that would work i guess Uh, you just need that code and once you have that code 
Um, all we need to do is now place our order. So we'll just type in that code into this field here and then add to cart. Once it's in our cart, we just proceed. Now I've just sped up time here because uh, we did this a, a week and a bit ago. And now that I have added it to my cart and processed the, uh, basically entered my personal information for the order, it's presenting me with some recommended kind of cross-promotion products. You can scroll through, see if there's anything there of interest to you. This is from cellcorner.com. Uh, of course, I just want this uh, unlock code, so I'm just going to say no. Let's proceed to checkout. So next step is uh, it's going to ask me how I want to pay. It's going to be $29.80, nice and inexpensive. Uh, all I need to do is click on continue. And because I'm paying with PayPal, it's going to grab my PayPal info here. And just make sure that you are, in fact, on paypal.com, HTTPS, and check that secure certificate. Make sure that that's actually PayPal. It is with Cell Corner because they're reputable, but you always want to be safe. So we punch in our information there and uh, continue. It's not really shipping, so it's not going to ship me anything, is it, Shell? It's a code. All right, there we go. So now we have not paid yet. Well, all we've done is we've set up authorized payment with PayPal, but now we do need to hit submit. And now it places the order. So don't forget that final step. Once you've entered PayPal, it doesn't mean you're done. It means I'm done now. I'm done. There's my receipt, the confirmation. Congratulations. Your order has been successfully placed. I love those words. Yes, what? Those words that you've just said. M my words? I say order good words. Has been successfully placed. Yes. All right. So now that my order has been successfully placed, now I place that order just so you have an idea how much time this takes in order to process. So right. I had hoped that maybe we would have it same day or something like that. It actually took two days to get our unlock code. So imagine that cellcorner.com now has to uh, contact Bell, the original provider. They need to provide the IMEI code as I provided it, so be careful that you enter the right code. And then they have to obtain the unlock code and process the order and forward it on to me. So I placed the order April 26th at 8.07 a.m. and my unlock code arrived April 28th two days later at 9.50 a.m. Now that I've got my unlock code, let's go back to our browser here, and you see that the unlock code is still required. Let's do this. Head on over to Setup, and you'll see the mobile broadband settings there. And nice and simple. Click on that, and you'll see a couple of things here. First of all, um, it's, it's currently a bell locked modem. So over on the right-hand side there, you see Bell Mobility and inet.bell.ca is the, uh, the APN. So enter your unlock code as you've received it, probably a couple of days after placing your order. Uh, all you need to do is just punch it in there. You see modem unlock code required down at the bottom right there as well. Your status remains. So we're ready to go. Think it's going to work, Shell? like your confidence let's hit apply and we're going to find out moment of truth folks <clears throat> rebooting the router you sound excited i know oh, this must work okay look the uh, unlock has disappeared oh. there's no field to enter for unlock code and it says attaching to network now it doesn't say yeah. unlock code required process Mm-hmm. So what's happening now? Well, here's the thing. Our internet service provider is still set to Bell Mobility. That's a problem because we are not actually going to be using Bell Mobility anymore. So let's change that to other. And then you're going to need your APN. 
and that is basically the address that your uh, your router is going to use in order to connect to this network connection. So you can obtain that by contacting your ISP, Rogers, for example, or I plugged it into my uh, my BlackBerry. I put the SIM card in my BlackBerry and got that address, ltemobile.apn. So now that I've entered that as my APN, let's hit apply again. So we've unlocked the modem. We have now entered our APN as a Rogers APN address. And here we go. Attaching to network, it says. Moment of truth. If we head back to the... I'm not sure if that refreshes automatically or not. So let's head back to basic and see what's going on. That gives us the overview. There we go. Internet status is good. Good. Although doesn't look like we've got an IP address yet, so it's still connecting, I'll bet you. In advance, we can click on connection status again. You'll notice, hey, it doesn't ask for an unlock code. It says connected. Yes. All right, so let's check this out, see if we're actually online. We're going to uh, head on over here. Look at that. We're online. Yes. There we go. Using Rogers now. That didn't take too long. Let's, uh, let's see how it runs. Speedtest.net is a great way to uh, determine if your internet is running nice and speedy. Let's see how this works with our wireless LTE connection on our newly unlocked MBR1516. Ads on that page. I know. They're making money off of those. Brilliant. Okay. It's finding a server, and here we go. Moment of truth, folks. Can we broadcast? Okay, 15, 14, 13 megabits down. Not too fast on the download, but uh, fast enough. We would want at least 10. So that's not bad, not bad. Let's see the upload. Again, we want to achieve at least 10. Here it goes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I love you, Rogers. 27 megabits per second up. That is fantastic. Wow. 28.2 megabits up. And as you can see, this is actually detecting as being Rogers Cable. Nice. But uh, we're not on Rogers Cable. We have a SIM card. And thanks to uh, CellCorner.com for making that uh, possible to unlock that so easily. Look at that. So now... We've got internet on our router, but not only that, our router is entirely unlocked. So being that it's unlocked, we can, we can, uh, we can hop from supplier to supplier. We can use disposable it's SIM cards. Unlocked, eh? we, oh, yeah. It's ready to go. So now we, I can put a zip SIM in there, and I can use their LTE service <laughs> and throw a broadcast up through that. How do you like that? So that's all there is to it. Head on over to cellcorner.com. Again, it's not just for our MBR 1516s. Do a search for your phone, your provider, and see if you can unlock that phone. Save yourself a ton of money. Get away from contracts and avoid having to replace your hardware just because, hey, I want to switch providers. Think about that. Oh, I don't want to be with X provider anymore. I want to switch over to this provider because they've got better month-to-month rates. Well you got to get on a three-year contract because you need the new oh. phone in order to switch over. Yeah. Well, no, you can actually spend about $30 at cellcorner.com, get the unlock code for your existing phone, 
unlock it and switch providers and now you're no longer locked in and it's a good feeling to kind of get that freedom and be uh, able to switch providers on the fly as the deals come up this is category five technology tv hello to our chat room thanks for being here tonight that took us right to the top of the hour i can't believe it uh albuquerque turkey is asking you know what are you sure that the tower across the street has a rogers antenna Uh, rogers transmitter and there's a little secret there's a little tower at the base and the big tower that you see has a Bell antenna, and there's a little tower at the base that has Rogers LTE. So it's not necessarily the tower you saw, but there is a tower right there. The and I do notice that our, our signal strength is a little on the low side, minus 60-some-odd decibels, uh, but we'll make some adjustments and point it a little bit. I can put the antenna outside with a couple of extra feet of cable, and uh, that will improve connection as well. But it worked! Fantastic. Hey, chat room. I want to say hello. I want to give you shouts out. Thanks for being here uh, and uh, appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. Mm-hmm. Hope you had fun. And truth be told, the secret is uh, up until we uh, about 15 minutes before we broadcasted the live show tonight, mm-hmm. I was still working on getting that thing up and running, uh, getting the unlock code in and, and pr- producing the video clips for you. And the whole show, our interview, everything was done through that LTE connection. And it was successful. So everything worked. We had no dropouts. All of our technical difficulties were really just about um, the timing of just like rush, 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 getting so much done. Plus, Mm -hmm. what was the first thing you said when you walked in? About a robbery. About a robbery. Oh, have we been robbed? Have we been robbed? My kids had their their spring musical on the weekend. So I took the the cameras Mm -hmm. and I filmed it. Oh. So there was also that. I had to reconfigure all the cameras, had to set everything back up and get up and running. Um, So that's that's how it goes. That's how it goes, folks. But we pulled it off. I know. We pulled it off and we are unlocked. So from here on in, from 451 on, it's smooth sailing. Right, folks? Nice. Thanks for being here. Thanks again to those of you who are contributing through Patreon or through the tip jar. Uh, You can find all the links on our website, category5.tv. But uh, head on over to cat5.tv slash Patreon to show your support of what we do here at Category 5. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. See you, Shell. Bye. See you Friday. Yeah. On neweveryday.tv. Yay. See you there. (laughs) See you there. Night. Night.